week on Erotic Awakening, from sexless to sexy, Reddit and ancient Japanese shrines. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Rhonda. We enjoy creating and recording this podcast, and we hope you enjoy listening to them. When you become our patron, it gives us the chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but also get access to special stuff. Head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening to take a look at the options. And regardless, thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited, 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 prohibited <laughs> by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Yeah, the little uh, software glitch there. Yeah, the little software yeah. glitch. So Don, uh, <laughs> speaking of Patreon, hi Don. Hi Dan. Speaking of Patreon, we did forget to do the Patreon um, dare. Of oh, the day. we do usually start with that, don't yes. we? Yes, and I was going to say we just do it now, but now we're on camera. There's now a lot we're on of the camera, dares we can't so. do on camera, so we'll have to do that later. That is true. Uh, so today on the podcast, we are going to talk about um, how to go from sexy to from sexless to sexy, because going from sexy, sexy to, to sexless, sexless would not be a great podcast. Well, it's not what people are looking for usually. No, but we have a great <laughs> interview with uh, John A. Payless. Nope, Janae Paylett. <laughs> I wrote that terrible. Janae Paylett, uh, fantastic <laughs> interview. Stick around for that. But before we get there, Don, uh, I have to ask you this geeky question, which I hope you have an answer to because I ain't. Oh, no I, no, I didn't really think about it. So I was hoping you would. You're, you're a little more geeky than I am. Don, our question of the day is how about a geeky role play scene beyond Star Wars? What are some scenarios? So I love that they put beyond Star Wars because I'm betting most people's scenes are with uh, Princess Le Le Leia mm -hmm. in the bikini. Yeah, oh yeah, and getting bonked by Jabba the Hutt. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. You, on the other hand, the big tentacle tail. Uh, did the big tentacle tail. So well, who is yeah, it that so we met? And she has. She was one of the first people that fisted you publicly. Um, oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and do you, what is her name? Like it's uh, Deborah Addington. Deborah Addington. Ooh. Thank you, Deborah Addington. I've got pictures. I was just thinking of that yesterday. We actually have photos of that somewhere really? in our collection. We have we two had, photos. Yep. Uh, we took a scene. Uh, did a scene with. We did a class with her some time ago on mm -hmm. role play scenes. Yeah. And she showed us a really neat pirate wench sort of scene. Wench, yes. And I have done a tentacle scene, a wench tentacle scene mm -hmm. with a uh, bad bunny. And I know her partner's name is not Anaconda, but it's pretty damn close. Full props <laughs> and everything, right? Full props, everything. It was awesome. Music, sound, sand. Tentacle dildo from Bad Dragon, no less. <gasps> Bad Dragon. Do you know? Okay. Sorry. Off topic a little bit. Bad Dragon's actually got some YouTube videos right now with their product. Oh, no kidding. I saw it the other day. Yeah. We may have to contact them again. YouTube videos. YouTube Are they naughty? Videos. Uh, or is no, it just showing the product? Just showing the product. So, but uh, tell our yeah. audience what a bad dragon is so, in case they don't know. Bad dragon, I mean, I literally would Google this. They have um advertised with us before, I have some of their products, but they make um, if you're geeky and you like the idea of like being fucked by a dragon or something, they make dragon cocks. Fucked by a werewolf, they make werewolf cocks. Fucked by a tentacle, this girl, uh, I have a tentacle dildo. So, yes, they make all kinds of neat stuff like well, that. and. I am yeah. going to wager that that is probably the best answer we're going to get out of this geeky so, role play well, scene. Just go well, buy yourself some damn bad dragon, bad dragon dildos. So, dildos. But, but let's think about this, okay? Because we don't usually role play. Mm -hmm. You and I don't usually role play. Um, very few times over the last 20 years have I role played. Um, the tentacle scene was awesome. I tried to do a prisoner guard scene couple of years ago, but it turned into a please don't let me fall scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of... Oh, right, right, right. Because yeah, so you're all bound up, I'm all and, bound up and, like, and in iron shackles and right. all I can think of is falling on the floor and breaking an ankle. Um, so geeky role play So scenes. let me let so, me throw so some... Think of some stuff. Let me throw some geeky I'm trying to cultural think. things at you. Star and you tell me who you want to be in, in a sexy version of okay, that. Okay, that would all be right. cool. That would be cool. Um, Serenity. <gasps> who would I want to be in yeah, Serenity? Yeah. Oh, and who just, would you want to be with? I just saw her. Uh, oh, no, I changed my mind. Okay. I would want to this be. This is from the Firefly. Firefly, yes. Series. So Serenity yes. and Firefly. So I would want to be 
Anara. Sure. And I want to fuck Captain Hot Pants. Oh my <laughs> God. So uh, Mal is yes. his name, but they, okay. they nickname him Captain Hot Pants. Yes. Every now and then, Nathan Fillin. Yes. <laughs> I probably should say um, okay. Loud, but yes, absolutely. How about original series Star Trek? Original series Star Trek. Who would I want to be? Um, would you rather be fucked by wild, passionate, crazy Captain Kirk, Kirk or logical, get shit done Spock? Probably Captain Kirk as long as he didn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Rip off his shirt, pretend I'm an alien and go okay. at it. Or All I right. can be the alien. I could be because I can pick being the alien too. I be the alien girl. I think I could see fucking Yavoro, Yuhuru. Not Nurse Chapel, and sorry, early seventies television. That's all your female leads right there. <laughs> right, sorry right. about that. So okay, all right. So we got Serenity. We've got um, what other geeky shows do we watch? We watch other geeky shows. Lately, we've been watching, and this may not be so much a geeky show. Lately, we've been watching American Gods. Oh yeah. Anybody there? You tell me. What about um, Shadow Moon? Shadow Moon is hot looking, but again, don't talk to me. He does not have a voice yeah, yeah. that matches his yeah. body. And he's super flat. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, Actually, I'd rather fuck Wednesday. <laughs> here's the here's that whole thing we asked each other about. Would you fuck a real, you know, an older, older guy? He's an older, older guy. Uh -huh. And I would absolutely take him over the hot stud that's the lead character. So because he seems adventurous. Oh yeah, and and just wild and wild crazy. And cra yeah. yeah, yeah. Like um, I could picture him. You'd be in the middle of things, and he would see a phone laying around uh -huh. and say, "Well, fuck. Hey, let's use this too." Yeah, right. You know, something right. like that, or something like that. Or back in my day, this is what we used. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> pull out something. <laughs> uh, on a complete side note, I saw on, and this rolls back to a different question of the day from. You know, having sex with older people. Mm -hmm. I'm on a sex worker Facebook group for, I'm not clear why I'm on that group, <laughs> but um, they're actually putting together a sex worker video series of people that are over 65. Oh, really? Yeah, that's going to be so that interesting. Would be, that would be interesting. Nothing to do with our topic or anything no, we're talking but, about, but hey. Hey, when you listen to the course. show, you okay. listen to one more, one more sexy okay, thing and we'll more. move on. One more. One more geeky thing. Geeky. Uh, oh, easy. Easy. Okay. But you got you to gotta answer within a quick couple uh, of seconds. A quick couple of seconds. Who would you want to fuck, get fucked by, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Thor. No, Loki. <laughs> no, both. <laughs> that would be a perverted threesome right there. <laughs> Thor. Loki would start sucking Thor's cock. He says, no. you're not really my brother and you're adopted. So I guess no, it's okay. No. Does that what does no. that really go on with it? No, they have to focus on me. Oh, I see. Me. Who would you do for the Marvel Universe? Uh, we just saw Captain Marvel last night and... I don't think she's really got control of the whole hands, glowy hand thing yet. No spoiler. Wouldn't want to get jerked off by that, though. Because literally. Um, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Scarlet, mm. Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you that the, I'm gonna I, since I said fast. Um, thinking, thinking. Uh, I can't remember her name, so I'm just gonna have to say Agent Carter. <sighs> Agent Carter? Yeah, the, from the 40s yeah, Agent Carter yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. thing. But I really didn't watch she's that a whole the, lot either. She's got the pin-up yeah. cheesecake look. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. No, it's not right? called cheesecake. But it's not. We understand it's something like that. Cheesecake, cupcake, <laughs> no, I think tuna cake. I don't know. I think it is cheesecake. Is it? I don't know. Is it? It's the pin-up look, though. Yes. So, but anyway. Regardless. All right. <laughs> Uh, side note, this is not a movie review podcast. Don't No spoilers there. We're not going to give you any spoilers. I mm -mm. fucking hate spoilers. Right. This is why... Uh, one of my partners said, hey, you want to go see that new Captain Marvel movie? I said, mm -hmm. sure. sure. When's your first time free? And calendar, about two weeks out. I said, okay, cool. Went and saw it last night. Right. Fuck that. <laughs> no way I'm yeah. staying on internet blackout for two weeks. <laughs> Trying not to get any spoilers. because just Because for you, just someone say, oh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I really loved it. Yeah. 
is a spoiler. Absolutely, because then so, it set your your expectations. Uh, expectations. Yeah. So, did you? <laughs> would you recommend going to see it? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Yep. So, Good literally, <laughs> yeah, literally, just because it's different, because it's a woman lead. Was that important to you? That was important to me on this one. Not um not as important as it is to some people, but there was a point that I was in there that was like. Good. I'm glad they've got another. I'm trying not to put too many adjectives with it. Sure. Um, good. They've got another woman lead. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see that. So I have a granddaughter out there. She needs. She collects superhero dolls and she likes the and girls. princesses. And, and she likes the princesses, but she also likes like Harley Quinn and shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of tells you about the state of our superhero. The best thing you got going right. is I got Wonder Woman or Harley Quinn. Okay. Um. One last bit about that. Yeah, I would say go see it. Mm -hmm. Side note, again, no spoilers. Starts off the little Marvel thing opening, a little mm -hmm. tribute to Stan Lee. Oh, tearjerker. Yeah. Tearjerker. All right, move on. Mm. Um, <laughs> so tell us, going all the way back to geeky shit, uh, what kind of geeky role play scenes are you into? Oh, head over to our Facebook page, Erotic Awakening Podcast, all one word, and share your thoughts. So really quick, I want to tell you... Uh, and oh, li well, sorry, but seriously, share your scenes with us, because I want some ideas. <laughs> all right, there you go. Um, head over to... See, I would see River and Wash mm. as River as a femdom. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, let's go on. <laughs> um... Don, did you know about the EA Google Play app? Uh, no. No, because we don't have one. <laughs> but apparently, uh, Libsyn, which is our podcast hosting company, says, well, you should do this. You should have one. They're great and they're wonderful. All you need to do is find a developer for your Play Store app. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But if you're a developer of Play Store app apps, thingies, thingies <laughs> you should probably write us and we can create some kind of an app thing. Oh, that would be awesome. Just to say we have an app so that all my family can find it. Absolutely. <laughs> I find, no, I guess I would see yours. One, I picture your family. Do they do Apple or do they do Google? They probably do Google, Android because they're Android because it's less expensive. Right. And I don't really see many people in your family to be technologically smart enough to find an app. My nephews. We'll show you nephews. Probably the nephews. Well, yeah, so, but they've no, watched but not brothers they've watched and sisters. They're on the video. Look, they're, no. they're on the YouTube channel. No, right? There is one that There's knows, one though. Right there is one that knows. I've, I've asked him politely not to listen, but who knows? He's already bought my books. Fair enough. <laughs> um, good to know. What else do we want to talk about, Don? I do uh, want to mention... a few things. So the... Um, I did, though, uh, speaking of geekery, uh, I did go out to the Erotic Awakening. I went out... Let me say it backwards instead of say it forward. <laughs> so lately, and we've always talked about Reddit a lot because Reddit's kind of a source for all kinds of cool shit. Right? It is. I keep forgetting about it, but every time I get on it again, I get lost. From the so Ask Reddit After Dark to the any kind of porn you want to watch and see for free, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, butch porn or... I have to remember that because... I like my porn. <laughs> or butch porn, which apparently is my thing at the moment. Um, side note, listeners, I don't know the answer to this. If I subscribe and really enjoy porn from women of the Middle East, is that kind of racist? You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I went out to the Reddit and I found a little button that says create your own fucking Reddit. So I said click. And now we have a Reddit, an Erotic Awakening podcast Reddit community. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well that's yeah. awesome. So, I guess. Well, something else to keep. So track what I'd like of, to do, but... <laughs> what I want to do is um, to start taking. I, I wish we'd started about twenty years ago, ten years ago when we started the podcast. All the food on boobs and tentacles. Oh, and, and kept them somewhere, there. right? So yeah. now I'm like, and if you upload them to the Reddit instead of email us with it, we'll see it. We'll see it, and and we could share it. it with all the listeners instead right. of just. Although us, we kind of like being greedy and having your shit. Yeah, because some people send it to us on FET, some through email, some through Instagram, some through Facebook. So, and yeah, so we've got it in all kinds of places. I don't know if I could track it all down, though. Nope, so we're nice not going to go backwards in time. So, no, no, no. Have, so it'd be awesome to have it on Reddit. So I just wrote myself a note 
join the EA Reddit group because I didn't know about it. Yeah, and it's only that's because I'm <laughs> just what happens when you go away for a weekend with your boyfriend. I sit around and do computer shit. Um, and I didn't pull my computer out once. <laughs> I tell you what, I had a good time. I had a date Friday night, and that was fun. And then Saturday, I, I got up and I split my time between actually getting shit done. And it was just low key. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, here's something on my to-do list. Boom. Here's something on my to-do list. Boom. And I had that laptop open doing that shit. Right. And on the, the uh, desktop, I had on a computer game called Seven Days to Die. Aww. Where it's a bunch of zombie shit, right? Know, At nighttime, it's it. super dangerous. So whenever it was night, I would climb under a tree and just fucking hide. <laughs> game and I fly up the laptop and get shit done. I've got to create a Reddit. I need to figure out how to get my computer to work with Seven Days to Die again because I love that game. Uh, we have other games to play, which by the way, I thought we were going to do tonight. You did? Yeah, but here we are recording instead. <laughs> random Erotic Awakening Instagram. Talk about a random podcast. The Erotic uh, Random Indie I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> The Random Erotic Awakening Instagram <laughs> follower of the day is Jigglypuff. Woohoo! A Pokemon person. <laughs> is that what Jigglypuff is? Yes. Find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as we are Erotic Awakening. We are. Um, so we're I on just, the Instagram. We're on no, the place. I just posted the kitty cat on the bed. You know, you, our Instagram feed is quickly becoming one of the more popular way people connect with us. Mm -hmm. It's it just is. fun. We, we don't we never post naughty stuff. We mm -hmm. actually post our stuff. We post us. Yeah. Our life us. and shit. I mean we've come close. We've posted, you know, from getting ready to go naked swimming or naked hot tubbing. Right. So you get us from the 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 chest up. But do you ever think I don't that think people have been on there yet. That see us like the hot tub picture was you know kind of naughty. Yeah. Do you ever see think people see us think, well, I thought you guys would be hotter? Yeah, probably sometimes. But you know what? I've moved beyond that. Mm -hmm. So ever since um, that girl wrote us or interviewed us or something and said that she thought that we were way younger than what we are, mm -hmm. because and this has been years ago, um, ever since that, I've just been okay with us being older mm -hmm. because people are still listening. You know, we've got experience, so and we look very different. Not that there's any video of us from ten years ago, but there's pictures. We look very different than we did ten years ago, and we've had an amazing ride over the last ten years. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> I kind of think of it like a um, like our motorcycles. Okay, you put some mileage on them. Yeah, yeah, they get some dents and dings, <laughs> dings and, and um, they don't. Pick up to zero to 60 as fast as they used to. True. But all that time on the road, all those things, and, you know, they, they those are stories. Those are stories. We have some mileage on us, but it's good miles. We have some mileage on us. You know, I've actually lost 100 pounds in the last 10 years. I'm working on finding it. <laughs> you don't find. And, and I've had the belt lobectomy, so I don't have the hips so much mm -hmm. anymore. And But the hairstyles have changed and gone and you've gone from long hair to no hair to yeah my hairstyles changed <laughs> your hairstyles changed you've gone from a goatee to no goatee mm -hmm. to, yeah we look very different i'm getting ready to have my hair dyed on thursday for the first time so that's going to be different we'll see how that turns out side note friday we leave for atlanta <laughs> thursday, to present for three days let's hope your hair dye doesn't fuck up because <laughs> otherwise people say it's not only do you look different than i thought but hey, I could weird. go butch for the first time. I have threatened to cut all this off and just go with little bitty bitty spikes. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. I'm no, but I really don't want to just yet. I like having my hair pulled. <laughs> so they can do it all a little crappy and spiky with a ponytail right there. How's that for a look? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I pull out the master card and just say, no. We went far enough for that. <laughs> Don, I have a question for you, which is uh, bullshit. Okay. Uh, because I, Don, how much, have you read yours yet? Yes, that, that's okay. How much money would your boss have to offer you before you slept with him and or her? And you're asking me that? Yes. Well, you're my boss. Yes. So I do it for free. That's bullshit. That's <laughs> but bullshit I can ask for money? 
<laughs> you can ask all you want. <laughs> okay. Now, you know what? <laughs> You're sitting there thinking. I'm not going to rate my boss or my boss's boss or my boss's boss's boss because them fuckers will find the podcast <laughs> and probably not even offer me the money. Right. So, Go. okay, Dan. Yes. Have you ever called someone or been called daddy? If I ever call, I've never called anyone a daddy other than as a formal title. Has anyone ever called me daddy? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I don't, not nothing that's kind of stuck. Nothing that's more of a somebody who you're doing a little uh kind of a random hookup sort of scene tosses it out there to see if you bite oh yeah 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 so so yeah not really your thing yeah that i I'm mean aware of it kind of a, it is in the society in the uh kink land that we live in it's not uncommon and, and it's becoming more and more prevalent actually it's certainly been huge in porn since the last really know, five years it's I all about it i don't listen to porn <laughs> I, I know I would consume it by watching it myself, I turn, but I turn the volume down so I don't wake you up. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> That's all right. And no, I've I've never called anyone daddy nor been interested in calling anyone daddy. <laughs> uh, new subscriber to the newsletter just won this time around. You can say <laughs> sorry. Go Are you ahead. still enjoying the daddy? No, the, I turned the volume down on the porn. Yes, that's nice. I was not aware that was happening. Are you using the little phone projector? No, I didn't think about using the projector on the ceiling. Because anyone, anyway, if that you would bounce you up. If you laying next to me, masturbating while watching porn, does it wake me up? <laughs> I have a feeling I'm pretty good to sleep through but whatever. You know what? If it's on my phone. The, the animals don't see it. I projected <laughs> on the ceiling. I've got the dog and two cats on the bed. I don't want them watching. Why do you think they care about your porn? I don't know. You just think the, just the feels... lights will make them go, ooh, like the <laughs> little red dot light thing. Jeez. I just don't want to share that with them. It's okay. <laughs> A few weeks ago, <laughs> I spoke with um, Janae Palet. Okay. I told her we have a professional podcast. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we don't get enough. It's a sleep. vague sort of <laughs> professional. We do better when we New subscriber to the newsletter, Vitalis Maverick out of New York. Indeed. So get your shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter, which is how you get your shout out. And I've actually got a newsletter that is probably going to go out tonight or tomorrow morning. You get like one a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be one a month, but it right. takes you a while to yeah, work that out. Yeah. We're going to skip that. We're going to skip that. We're going to mention quickly the uh, only tentacle. We didn't get any tentacles or food on boobs. Mm -mm. We did get a very strange Chip the Tentacle guy sent me an ancient Japanese shrine. Now has a little Buddhist robot. That really? I, and I, I responded. I told him, I just don't know how I feel about this. And he said yeah. the same thing. I was like, you know, we're not... Yeah, fuck that. As now that I think about it, fuck that. Okay. As so here's a little backstory for the fuck that. Um, as some of the listeners know, I do identify as a Buddhist. I'm actually a novice monk. I work in IT for my day job, and I'm always worried. And we always, you know, my work for corporate America, you get uh downsized and your job gets shift off, either automated, mm -hmm. right? The fucking don't automate being a Buddhist monk, for gosh sakes. Right. What else <laughs> career lines am I going to go into? Oh, my gosh. All right. Enough of this crap. We're going to get into the interview. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do have to jump on a plane Can we, and I fly gonna, to Atlanta next week. Uh, yeah. Well, we actually leave in three days. So for Atlanta, for the Leather Leadership Conference, we are teaching how to be an educational and, oh, what's that other word? Entertaining. Entertaining. <laughs> Presenter. So that goes over really well. And then the other one is how the other class we're teaching is, is if you're a presenter, how to get noticed by producers. Yeah. So you can get into that event that you've been wanting to get into. So I'm going to enjoy teaching both of those classes. So. And I will tell you one quick, um, how to get noticed, how to get bookings. Right. And at the same time, and this may not be why they did it. I'm not saying it is, but it is going to help. Congratulations, Master David and Slave Bryn. I think so, yeah. 
International Master Slave. Nice. 2019. Just won that contest over the weekend. We got to speak to them. Um, and this is not the first time this has happened. We got to speak to them back about a year ago in Arizona at an event that we were at. And they were talking about, oh, we're getting ready. You know, we're going to go do the Master Slave contest. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Because you guys ran for Master Slave. We, I don't know why they're asking us <laughs> for advice. We didn't win. We lost. <laughs> Every once in a while, a couple of people have asked us for advice on the Master Slave contest, and they've won. They've won. Yeah. Right. I, I always feel like I always hey. take a little bit of that for myself to say, well, of course, we gave you that great advice. <laughs> she, we don't follow our own fucking advice. We didn't win. But <laughs> it's okay. worked out just fine. All right. Okay. Boom. And then two weeks after that, we have the Southwest Love Fest in Tucson, Arizona. And then we're staying over a couple of days so that we can do the Arizona polyamory in Phoenix on that Tuesday night in mm -hmm. Phoenix. And then we are trying to figure out how we are getting from Phoenix to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we're doing the Tulsa hangout. What is the one in the middle? Yes. Yes. But between them, Armadillo. Armadillo? No, I have a cousin that lives there in Texas. Yeah. Um it's not it's not Amarillo. Amarillo. Something like that. Anyway, we need to find it in a gig there. For yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Uh-huh. I can have an explain. I know exactly where you mean. Like I said, I have a cousin yeah. there that's my age that I haven't seen since she was 12, which means I haven't seen her since I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop by then. <laughs> so if you are uh, watching the podcast, you're going to have to flip to the audio version for this upcoming interview, and it's well worth doing. Uh, I spoke with uh, Janae Paylett. Uh, a little bit ago, she's uh, actually called me from Costa Rica, Ooh. and um, she actually uh, is talking about how to go from sexless to sexy, and mm. to take that that long term relationship or short term relationship that you have that's not has as much sex in it or intimacy, and we'll talk about that. What exactly we meant by that? I was going to say because there's a difference between sex Absolutely. and intimacy. Yeah, and to talk about that in and how do we get and reignite that into your relationship? Really good stuff. Tonight on the podcast, joining us is, and I'm going to say it right this time, Janae Paylett. How are you tonight, Janae? I am wonderful. Thank you so much, Dan. And you were perfect. You got it exactly right. <laughs> Fantastic. So recently, and, and I appreciate you know, that you are dialing in all the way from Costa Rica, if I understand correctly. Yes, I'm, I'm uh, on a work play kind of uh, month-long retreat here. So... Uh, I'm sitting here, you know, while you guys are all freezing, looking at the ocean, the tropics. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's all the time we have tonight. Yep. I'll have to no, okay. <laughs> More power to you. Um, so you. tonight on the podcast, we are going to talk about, and you said you've had, you have some experience with this, and I find it very fascinating. This idea of a lot of people get stuck in sexless marriages, and you have a this idea that we can go from a sexless to a sexy marriage and you've kind of a program around that. Is that right? I do. I, I have a program from sexy, from sexless to sexy, six months to bedroom bliss, um, which is a program for couples. It's an intensive uh, coaching program for couples to really help them understand what's going on and create the emotional safety that they need in the relationship because Usually when people are in a sexless marriage, uh, the problem is more around the relationship, like not having sex becomes a symptom or problems with, se with sex becomes a symptom of the underlying, you know, lack of a solid foundation for the relationship or some fissure that's happened in the relationship. So it sounds like the, the approach is more than just slot, uh, tab A going into slot B. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, couples have a lot of really interesting dynamics. And um, there are a lot of things that can happen in the context of a long term relationship that can really have an impact on your sex life on your desire, on how emotionally safe you feel with a partner. Mm -hmm. um, in order to be able to, to allow yourself to open up and really enjoy having sex, as well as, you know, experiences that might have happened within the context of the relationship, you know, maybe having a child, 
change the context of the relationship, which it often does. And it's really often hard to climb back from, you know, that place of all, you know, here we start out as like lovers, there's all this new relationship energy and yummy and juicy. And, you know, we have sex all the time. And then all of a sudden we have a baby and life completely changes. And, um, and, and everything in between that really has an impact on a couple's, um, on a couple's sexuality and, and how often they have sex and whether they really enjoy being with each other, let alone if there are sexual issues that couples face, which many of which, which is a lot of part of the reason why a lot of people don't have sex because it's painful or it's uncomfortable or the man for the woman uh, or the man is having performance issues, right? So there's like, there's like such a multitude of factors that go into the reason why people stop having sex. And by the way, we define a sexless marriage. And this is not my definition. I don't know who came up with it, but it is the definition that we use. Uh, a, a sexless marriage is defined as a couple that has sex less than 10 times a year. Okay. So. Kind of, kind of like, um, uh, well, maybe it's not kind of like Christians that only go to church on Easter and Christmas. Maybe that's not even a great way to segue into that one. Let's leave that one alone. Um, so it sounds like, and you know, this, I don't want to capture everything you do over six months in a 20 minute interview, but it's got to be somewhat complex because as you mentioned, sometimes the issues are emotional. Sometimes they're simply physical, you know, as our bodies get older, things change. And sometimes I would guess that it's simply you know, if you've been with a partner for 20, 30 years, it's kind of like boring. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there, it, it, it's not a one, it, it, it's, it's not a, um, uh, what's it called? One size fits all program, right? Mm -hmm. So it's every couple has their own complications and every couple has their own issues. And, and, you know, depending on, on what's really going on for them are the very, you know, is the way we're going to work. But, but we always start because typically, like I said, you know, in the beginning, when a couple stops having sex, nine times out of 10, not having sex or having problems with sex is a symptom of some underlying issue within the context of the relationship so you know in a program like this we always start with like really understanding where is the relationship at is where is the relationship and then establishing the emotional safety which maybe has never been there who knows maybe mm -hmm. it has been there and some breach happened and it's no longer there but maybe it's never been there and we need to actually establish the emotional safety and you know, I really work with couples to help them understand how do you have an emotional conversation and what does that look like and what does that feel like and how are you able to do that in order to be able to um, really create the connection that you need in order to be able to move into intimacy. So that's always the first place that we start. And often, you know, we may spend, I don't know how many sessions on that, but a fair amount of time and come back to that as well. So, so that's the first place we start. Um, and then, you know, in a program like this, we also start because the work that I do is like, I'm not really a talk therapist so much, even when we're having emotional conversations, we're focusing on like, what are you noticing in your body? What are you feeling? Right? So I, my work is very like body oriented, or I use a very somatic based approach. Mm -hmm. um, then we start to look at helping them reestablish connection, not necessarily a sexual connection, but what does connection feel like? What does it feel like for me to be close to you? What does it feel like for us to just look at each other? What does it feel like for us to hold each other's hands? I know it sounds really <laughs> subtle, but I really like to slow everything down, right? Slow everything down so that you can really, really drop into feeling the emotional connection and really for couples to start to realize when are we feeling connected with each other? When I'm feeling connected with my partner, what does my body feel like? What does his body feel like or her body feel like, right? Because I don't, don't just work with heterosexual couples. Um, what do our bodies feel like? How do we resonate? What is resonance? Resonance is that 
that the sense that we're two different tuning forks, but when we're resonating, we're on the same wavelength energetically and physically. And so that's a very important piece of um, moving back into a sexual relationship is starting to reestablish. And for some couples, they've never experienced it before. They go right to intercourse, right? Mm -hmm. They've never had the moment just to sit down and hang out with each other and be with each other and um, start to feel like what a connection actually feels like. And then, you know, if it's a couple that is just bored, which happens for sure in long-term relationships, then we can look at what, what's your turn on and what is it that you really want to have when you're having sex with your partner? Not just in terms of, you know, what are the types of activities that you want, but what's the emotion that you're looking for? We look at a core erotic theme, which is a coin that was termed by um, the amazing Jack Moran in his book, The Erotic Mind. So what is the emotion that we go to for sex? Is it that I want to be worshipped? Is it that I want to be taken, right? Is it that I want to feel um, uh, that I don't have to do anything? Like, what is the emotion? What is our turn on? Um, and, you know, maybe the couple will explore that. You know, what would actually be a turn on for you? What's part of your fantasy that you'd like to experience and then how do we help them or how do I help them figure out oh I may not be able to do this part of your fantasy but I can do this part of your fantasy right so how do how do do we find some different ways in which they can connect Um, and but for most couples what my experience is around this is that uh, very often sex isn't happening in the way in which is really turning each other on on a physical level mm-hmm. and again very often i mean you know this right couples go really quickly right to intercourse and there's not enough foreplay and i will spend a fair amount of time and i do a lot of most of the couples that i see all over the world right so i do a lot of this work on um, skype or zoom virtually uh, we will spend a lot of time like focusing on, you know, like what, wh- how do you do a high school makeout? A lot of us have forgotten what a high school makeout is like, right? And how do you build up the tension? And how do you build up the teasing? And how do you build up the physical desire between the couple, which is probably lacking? Um, so that's also often a, a big piece of um, working with couples in, in sexless marriages. And then we will move to more sexual issues. Sometimes it's education. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's education, right? Understanding women's anatomy in particular, women who don't really know how to give oral sex or aren't comfortable with it. So sometimes there's a, a, a lot of education um, and also being able to learn how to communicate about what you want. But you can't communicate about what you want until you feel emotionally safe, which is why emotional safety in the relationship always is, you know, the first, the first um, if you will, pillar that I work with uh, in working with couples. Uh, and it, I would guess, uh, is it common that both couples come into this both equally? Like, yep, yep, we got a problem and we want to solve it. Or is it more common that one person is kind of dragging their feet a little bit? Well, I mean, I think it's very possible and and you can find situations where one person is dragging their feet, but I'm really adamant as a coach that, and I, and this is one of, you know, I screen, I screen, I screen my clients very thoroughly. And one of the things that I really need to know absolutely is that each partner is really bought into this because if they're not this isn't going anywhere you know and and that's you know often part of the problem one person is dragging the other person there um and you know there are plenty of therapists who might work with that i don't um because it's just not you know it's 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 for me it's too challenging and it's not productive and then we end up spending the whole time doing couples counseling and therapy and not really being able to get into you know some of the other pieces of it 
which are still intense, but when there's a reluctant partner, somebody that really doesn't want to be there, look, change mm-hmm. has to come from within yourself, right? So if your partner doesn't want to change, your partner thinks it's stupid, your partner, if they have fear around it, I'm, you know, we can address that fear. And if they can overcome the fear, then great. But if there's just pure out resistance, it's not it for me. It's not. It's not a good fit, and it it'll it they will not have a good outcome. That's certainly my experience. Do you run into situations where one person is disturbed by the other person? Like, say, for example, somebody's been together for a while, and person A either says, "You know what? I've always wanted to tell you. I'm, I've been wanting. I wanted you to pee on me, right? That's my fetish." And the other person mm-hmm. goes, "Well, you're like a sick puppy. I don't. I don't. Would never touch you again." You know where you you get to those levels of being vulnerable with each other and, and that vulnerability does not pay off. It causes its own challenge. Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I haven't had that experience um, because I really do try to create, I mean, this is about having that emotional safety, right? Like feeling like, you know, being really clear when you're going into something like this, that it, and I, and I will say to a couple, for example, like there may be something that your partner wants that you're not going to be able to give them. Mm-hmm. And the way to handle that is not to, in this case, that's a shaming, right? Well, that, you know, that's, you know, you're, 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 you're a disgusting person. I don't ever want to be with you again, right? That's total shaming. Um, and the, the way to handle that is to say, wow, like I really want, I, I, you know, I, I'm so glad that you were able to tell me that right and that that sounds something like something that you really really want i want to celebrate that with you and maybe we can talk about it in fantasy um but it's 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 a boundary for me it's not something that i'm comfortable doing but maybe we can try something else right maybe there's like another piece to that maybe i'll ejaculate on you i don't know right Mm -hmm. um is there ever a situation where you would recommend for the involvement of someone else to, I mean, is that ever a solution to say, you know, you, you have this desire, this need, this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always, you know, if there's a situation where there's some desire that um, one partner cannot agree to, and it's really important, or, you know, if I'm working with a couple where, you know, they're in a sexless relationship, and, um, you know, one partner, for whatever reason, has a physical disability or whatever reason, just doesn't ever want to have sex again, mm-hmm. right? I will always bring up the possibility of, you know, is there another way to get have this need met? Can you do this in a way in which there's full disclosure and there's full consent and you can be okay with your partner getting this need met in another way? Because, you know, honestly, if it doesn't happen that way, especially in a situation where one partner doesn't want to have sex and the other one does, which is something that I come across a lot. I may not enroll people in this type of program, right? If, if a woman is like, I'm, I've hit menopause, I'm not interested, my vagina is dry, I've torn, whatever it is, like, I just don't want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, putting them, enrolling them in this program to get them to have sex again isn't going to be very useful. We can work on different ways in which they can connect, they can still cuddle, and they can get back to intimacy, right? Because, you know, sex is, you know, a very, very long spectrum of what, how you, what sex is in my mind, I'm sure in your mind too, right? Anywhere from like, looking in each other's eyes and cuddling to having, you know, intercourse or something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if, if it's, if it's absolutely clear that, you know, something isn't going to happen and the, the, another partner is willing, I, I certainly offer that as a possibility. You know, maybe your partner can go, you know, get a central massage. Would you be okay with that? Or, you know, whatever, you know, however it is, maybe your partner can go do the scene with another person and you can watch if you would like to. So I always offer that. Some, some couples are totally open to that. Mm-hmm. Other couples are, you know, that's absolutely uh that's a deal breaker for them and they they can't go there but you know i think that you know it's kind of the options often end up being like either we're going to do this with consent and we're going to be um really honest with each other about it or i'm going to go and do it without consent 
right? And, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe I'll end up having an affair. Who knows, right? Like, that's right. kind of, those are kind of the options that, you know, people have. Um, and, you know, or we can, you know, go into therapy and really try to work some of this out and realize that there's going to be disappointment and we're going to have to process that disappointment as a couple. Yep. That, that makes sense to me. I, you know, the, the question that comes to mind is how did you get started in wanting to, I don't know, wanting to help other people with their sex life or just wanting to even hearing other people's sex life? I'm sure that's very uncomfortable for some people. Yeah. So, I mean, my story is um, I was, uh, I'm a lawyer by, by training um, and I was in a sexless marriage myself for 26 years. Uh, and, um, a lot of which was related to not only bad communication between the two of us, but mostly it was about my own, uh, my own sexual wounds and my own shame and some of my own trauma, which I never was willing to address. Um, and that's not uncommon either. <laughs> I work with a lot of couples where there is abuse. Uh, mm-hmm. and trauma. And that's part of the reasons why people end up being in sexless marriages as well. That's not uncommon. Um, and then when I finally left the marriage, um, I, I needed to do a deep dive into my own stuff and into my own sexuality. And that just brought me on this path of really um, understanding sexuality, understanding the wounding that I carried the shame that I carried and healing that and that, you know, healing my sexuality and then tapping into my sexual creative, the, the creativity and power that came from being able to open myself up sexually um, was incredibly transformative. And I, that's part of the reason why I love the work because, you know, sexuality is one of the most potent and I think actually fastest doors to personal growth and personal transformation. It's extraordinarily powerful. Um, And my transformation led me to leave being a lawyer, leave New York City where I was a lawyer, leave, you know, all my my kids and my family behind. They were pretty much in college by that time. Um, Moved to the West Coast and just like do this deep dive into sexuality and it became very clear to me that this was my path. This was my journey, you know, like, Oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. And because I lived in a sexless marriage and I have so much empathy and I understand how hard it is to experience all that shame and feel like you're so broken. Mm -hmm. um, You know, that, that it's my, it's my path. It's my responsibility to let other people know who are in the same place that you don't have to be like that that this can be healed, that you can move into a place where you're sexually open and sexually free and you can heal trauma and heal your shame. And um, yeah, that became, that became my journey. And, you know, I ended up starting my company, The Power of Pleasure, and I wrote a book, Living an Orgasmic Life, right? Like this is just all part of the journey of getting, of getting this message out to, um, to everyone, to the general public, because sexless marriages are so rampant, right? It's mm-hmm. a very, very high percentage of people that are experiencing, if not sexless marriages, then not having good sex, not enjoying it. Right. Um, very cool. Not very cool, but very neat that you could actually take that experience and, and do something positive for it, with it. So uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. How's your sex life? Uh, my sex life has been amazing. Um, I've had some, you know, wonderful partners, uh, including myself. I have a very um, nice sex life with myself, which is one of the, I think, one of the most important things to recreating your sex life is really getting in touch with your own sexuality. So I feel very, I feel very blessed to be able to have the experiences that I have had and that I continue to have. Um, And I'm constantly pushing my edges and looking at new things and what do I want to try next? And do I like this or do I want to try this? So I feel like, you know, one of the things that does keep, there's a lot of research on this. Yeah. One of the 
things that keeps a sex life alive, um, a long-term relationship alive is being curious and doing new things and changing it up and taking classes or workshops or reading erotica or, you know, playing out fantasies. But like, that's a very important piece, especially for women. There was this, this study that just came out in the Atlantic. I don't know if you saw it in the Atlantic last week. It was an article, but it was based on a research study that just talked about how, especially for women in long-term relationships, part of the reason that we lose sexual desire is because of needing more, um, uh, to getting bored and needing a lot more variety. Hmm. Um, so, you know, which can lead to a whole conversation about, are we supposed to be monogamous? Is, you know, polyamory or open relationships, you know, something, you know, that, that would help. You think about Esther Perel's work, like distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? Like that, you know, creating some distance between you and your partner. It's always better, right? Sex is always better when you've been away for a week (laughs) (laughs) and come back. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, so, so, but in answer to the question, I, I feel very blessed. Well, fantastic. Uh, I, for people that are listening and want to find out more about you or about the program from sexless to sexy in six months, how do they get a hold of you? So my website is powerofpleasure.com and you'll find information about me and about the website. And then um, I also would really encourage people that are interested to read my book, which is Living an Orgasmic Life, which you can find at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and other independent um, bookstores. Fantastic. Sinead, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Um, I am looking for, I'm not looking forward to having the opportunity to practice sexless to sexy, but I'm going to try and just keep going and staying at sexy as long as I can. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Dan.